<laughs> Welcome to the Undignified Christianity Podcast with Joe, Aaron, and Jared, where we wish we were smarter than... It was. Wish we was. Seriously, man. Wish Go ahead, we Aaron. was. Welcome to the smart. Undignified Christianity Podcast, where... We wish we was smarter than we is and wish we could say the thing right. Oh. If you enjoyed... The first part of this conversation. <laughs> Something is wrong with you. You need to go see a shrink. To continue this <laughs> conversation. We're about to pick up where we left off discussing idols and all that fun stuff. So here we go. What's your hope for the purpose of this thing? I have no hope for anything. I sorry, I spaced out there for a second. No, you didn't. No, I'm. I can't concentrate. I'm trying to write a note and listen at the same time, and it doesn't work as well as you think, dude. What are you not understanding? This is what I meant. He's like, well, maybe you're hearing from God. This will not be my personal therapy session. <laughs> Whatever you say, Buttercup. <laughs> I feel violated. You made the mistake. You made it worse. You made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> the, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily yeah. reflect the views and opinions. These people of this don't podcast. actually agree with each other. Anything, so. Can I be so, controversial on one on. thing? Did you want me to play devil's advocate? Back up <laughs> off my crayons, bro. <laughs> So you got another one, Jared? Political figures. Political fig. What would you mean? What could you possibly mean <laughs> what could by I that? What possibly Jared? mean by that? <laughs> I'm just gonna. That's. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think that. I think that's fair not to dive into that one right now. <laughs> I think everybody understands that there are many political figures in this arena that people have made idols out of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to redefine or reclarify <laughs> what idol means, something that has taken the place of God in your life. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. I, I, think that was, I think that was a good one to bring up. I was going to throw some names out. I was like, nah. Wait, 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 Joe. Ask your question. No. We're not, we're not going to. <laughs> no. We're, ask your okay, question. Okay. All right. In what context is a political figure without having to name specifics obviously because as you mentioned there's a lot there yeah it's not just in one. what context right. does, it, does it become idolatrous when no, you... in what in what context is it not idolatrous oh well we usually open up with idolatrous oh you're open, oh idolatrous, i thought we talked right? about that about, i would okay. say what if it would be idolatrous if you get to the point where you cannot see the possibility of someone else being right at all in any situation and you carry that out in how you speak about it then it is an idol or you can't see how or. that, or well, or you can't see how that person, that particular person, right, could be could wrong. be wrong. If you can't look at any person in politics right now and go, he's done this right, this right, and that wrong, and that wrong. If you can't do idol. that, they might be an idol. Yes, I got Fair. you. All right, and in what context are they not idolized? I mean, we just. I think that, if you can't do the script that, yeah. on that, okay. Yeah. If you can say, I like this and this, that was wrong, that was wrong, but I'm going to vote for him because of this and this. Fair enough. All right. I, I would agree with that. All or right. her. That, See, sum, that wasn't that too difficult. That sums it up for political figures. That wasn't that, too difficult. We didn't mention any names. So yeah, it's good. Did it, I'm going to go ahead. I mean, I could drop some names. <laughs> we, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and mention a name now oh. as it relates to something else. Who's Richard Dawkins? Uh, f- smart guy. Brilliant guy. Yes. Anybody? The, isn't talks he the through e- the computer. Evangelical atheist. Now, no, that's uh, Hawking. That's Stephen okay. Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Oh. As I was. He was also an absolutely brilliant man. Yes. But Richard Dawkins is specifically... Which one is he? Um, he in the... I may be quoting the exact timeline wrong, but in the 80s or 90s, he received a reward for being humanist of the year. He, similar to... From the humanist club? <laughs> yeah. Similar to... Oh, now I got my names mixed up. Similar to the other guy we just mentioned who spoke through. Yeah, similar to Hawking, devout atheist. Huge proponent, like nearly evangelical in his atheism, like spreading the good news, God is not, cannot be real. All right? And in doing so, um, as part of that, gained a reward from the humanist society that he was the humanist of the year, in years such and such, because <laughs> he like, is fighting for human rights against, you know, religious oppression and things like that, yeah. okay? Gotcha. All right, so he's brilliant man, um, very extremely, extremely logical in every single way. Like, to him, the world is physical. It is nothing other than physical. Yeah. And so everything carries through, and, like, 
my admiration from him for him is that he is consistent in all of his convictions. He goes back to what do I believe about the world? What is my worldview? And what does that mean about this issue that I'm facing right now? Mm-hmm. Just recently, his Humanist of the Year reward from the 80s was revoked. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I, I don't know if they were like, all right, give us the trophy off your shelf, or if they just like ceremoniously said, you, you don't deserve this anymore. Guess why? Why? So it relates to the next idol I'm going to bring up, self-identity. Or in our culture, it's more regularly oh, pushed lately as gender, gender he identity. Yeah. He said he was, he was so bold as to be so consistent and so logical as to say transgenderism isn't an actual thing. And I'm, I'm misquoting, I'm, I'm summarizing, but in essence what he said, you either have chromosomes XX or you have chromosomes XY. And Everything in rare else, cases, you have chromosomes X, X, and Y. Yeah. And everything else, as far as gender identity is concerned, is in your head. It is not real. And because of that, that earned him <laughs> the revocation <laughs> of the Humanist of the Year Award because he crossed the line, according to people who, I would argue, idolize self-identity. Now, gender identity is included in that. But I, I want to make it more broad scale with self-identity as well, because we also, even if we don't, like, I know that none of us in this room, I, I guess I shouldn't speak for you for sure. Yeah, don't speak yeah. for me. I, I, maybe Jared's... I probably, agree, but I decide to agree. Maybe Jared wears <laughs> stilettos on Saturday nights after we leave. I don't know. That has nothing <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> um, wow, just totally lost my train of thought picturing Jared in stilettos. Don't I make that an idol, son. I pictured it. That's disturbing. Oh, is it? My goodness. Is yeah. it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Our identity is something we can get so wrapped up into that we pursue who we are more than we pursue who God is and who he wants us to be. Speak. So self-identity. Speak. Come on. Your identity in Christ is the only reason you're going to heaven. Yes. Right. That's your identity, right? Is that your self-identity, though? No. Oh, I okay. want to hear this. What? Like, I, I want to I oh, speak. Okay. I'm so like... You, but you, your identity is how you form, is, is integral in your worldview, Correct. I, I believe yes. it comes out of your worldview, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so your identity would come out of... Mm, maybe. I think they walk close together. Your okay, I'm totally going to ask for a weigh-in on this one from audience. Guys, send us an email on this one. We're going to wrestle through it, but send us no. an email with your thoughts on it. Identity is... Come no. on, man. No, you, you Don't can't. leave me hanging. If, if you want to avoid the controversy, obviously the gender identity is the big controversial no. thing in society right now. Go to something as simple as our self-esteem, like how we value ourselves. And the, the big movement in the 80s and early 90s to say that I'm important, in I'm a way, valuable. In, but, but this, I'm trying to pin where what makes my skin crawl. All right. You got any thoughts while Jared's trying to pin that down? I, I If... I am desperate if to hear what he has to say. We are taking it from the point of view who from, of someone who uh, you can't even say that. You go go. All right, we can handle this. We're no, adults. No, 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 no. That's not. That, that, no, I'm trying to work through it. If audience, give us a little grace. If <laughs> you have put your identity in Christ. That is the foundation of your identity, right? Mm -hmm. If yes. you don't have that, it is a distinctly different conversation that we're having. So to, it seems like we are implying, when you say it that way, you're assuming that there is an identity that they can claim outside of these things that they're arguing about. Does that make sense? Like, if they don't have an identity in Christ the identity and whatever they choose to have their identity is, is just as valid to them as our identity in Christ. 
to them. To them. With your operative words, to, to them. To them. I will agree with you. So when we start saying your identity doesn't matter or your identity is false, whether we think that or not, you are attacking the foundation of who they are. And I don't think it's, I don't know. That, that's what made my skin crawl. So you're concerned that it could feel more like an attack against non-believers than a beneficial way to bring people to understand where their identity in Christ should be. Maybe. But I think, no, yes. I think it's important that we have that conversation with other people. But I'm just saying, like, it, it seemed like in the statement you were making that identity is not that important. Our identity in Christ is everything, right? So I, I was just, it's, it's not fair to say that so is the identity the idol? Is the, what are you saying is the idol? What I'm saying is the idol is, if we're using the definition we've been using this whole time, is the way you choose to describe yourself, the way you choose to define, if you will, your entire worldview, your entire purpose for existence as something other than God, then you have placed that as an idol. If, if I choose to, Correct. I mean, any of the things that we've said, whether it's relationships, whether it's sports, whether it's sensuality, whether it's, uh -huh. like, it, it kind of encompasses everything right. if we go with identity. Uh -huh. Taking a thing on as who you are and then valuing who you are above who you are in your creator. So are you saying, are you saying from a Christian worldview incorrect identities are the idol or are you saying self is the idol both okay you can't do that you can only have one and remember that self starts with an s <laughs> <laughs> our selfishness in wanting to define our own identity. Pot liquor. Yeah. <laughs> you can't roll those all into one. <laughs> I'm rolling them. <laughs> yeah, our selfishness, our selfish desire to define our own identity, to, de to define our own purpose, and then the passionate, blind pursuit of that, which often encompasses an unwillingness to hear the gospel, experience the gospel, or anything like that. See, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean toward identity as the idol in there because I think like I'm feeling what Jared's saying. Um, Can we have an idol if we're we're not Christians? Yes, yes. Clearly, everybody's worshiping something because oh, that's what we were made to do. Oh, if you're gonna start singing yeah. bad songs, bring a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> like at least drown your voice out a little. Because um, I think identity, like, I place more importance in whatever my identity is than in you know, especially especially today with just this. I like you go identity politics, right? Yeah. Especially this. I'm, you know, I'm going to, every conversation, every thought, every action is geared toward asserting my identity. I'm this, I'm that. And if I'm you this. don't validate my identity, then you are See, evil. not even, not even validating my identity, but validate my, or, or, or. I think those are separate issues, though. I mean, victimhood, etc. You know, I'm, I, you know. The most important thing to me is the color of my skin. The most important thing to me is what way I dress, male or female. The most important thing to me is is who I um, who I choose to have sexual relations with. The most important thing to me is you know my autonomy. Whatever it is, whatever identity piece it is, that's and and I'm going to focus all my attention on asserting that identity it becomes uh, I, it becomes i put money into asserting my identity i put time into asserting my identity i put i worship my identity jared's gears are turning over I, they are i i'm gonna stop for a minute and no, let, you, this, you, let you, the smoke i don't the disagree with anything you guys are i don't know it just it, seems, you identified what makes your skin creep a little bit i think that's it like 
yes, I agree with what you're saying. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I I take issue when someone tries when someone like you said, you know, I my identity and I want you to accept my identity. That's where my issue starts is when you try to say that I have to accept who you say you are. That is that is where I usually Oh, so, okay, so on a personal level, on a personal level, on a personal level, you take issue when somebody, like, so if if somebody walking down the street, a, a transgendered individual says, "I want you to call me he instead of she," even though I was biologically born a she, if they're just walking by you on the street, it's not extremely offensive to you. But if you can clearly tell they were born a she somehow, and you say, "Excuse me, ma'am." And they go off on you and say, I'm not a ma'am, I'm a sir. It would depend that... on the context of the conversation. Okay, so maybe I'm not understanding you clearly. Like, how, how if, does somebody cross if, that line then? Okay, say we're walking down the street, right? There. In, in that situation. If I went out of my way to go, excuse me, ma'am, I am in the wrong. If you went out of your way. Yes. To make a point. If it came up in conversation and I was trying to be polite... Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Trying to not use any particular he, she, anything. You know, may I help you? Can I do this? And then it then come, they go off. Then on they you. go. You need to call me this. I'm, okay. Well, now we're gonna have an issue. That's that's where I have an issue. So it's yeah. But I don't know. I think we're way off the conversation. I don't remember what we were talking about. Idolatry. Idolatry. <laughs> I think we idolize identity. And when I say identity, I mean it in term. I, I would use that same word in identity politics. But I, I but it, idolize it, my relationship, my identity in Christ. But that's not an idol. <laughs> by from, from well, my well, Christian from, worldview, from, which is what we operate from. From my point of view. Yeah. I believe that is true. I know that is true. And I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and be bold out here and just make some people mad. Well, probably not, because most of the people who listen yeah. to this, I, as I understand, are believers. But I'm going to go ahead and say you're right. Right. I, I am right. Yeah. He knows he's right. That's why he's still talking. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm still talking. <laughs> See what you did there. Oh, boy. Or wait, is it because but you're still e- talking? Even more mm-hmm. simply... I. No, I, that's, I was, why I'm, that's why. That's okay, why. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. it's not. I was trying to, at a high flying level, avoid the gender issue specifically because I, I feel like it's so nuanced. We would need a whole episode dedicated yeah. to just that. But like, even as simple of a statement as like when somebody, if somebody says something to you um, that they that you perceive to be offensive, and rather than saying, "Why did you say that about me?" you say, "I will not be spoken to that way." Like there, there's. A position you're taking of humility in one regard, saying, "I, I guess I am a pathetic excuse for a human <laughs> being." Uh, can you tell me why you see this so I can yeah. fix it? Versus, no, I am I am an excellent excuse for a human being, <laughs> and you will not talk to me that way. That that's the difference that I'm that's talking a... about between like I va- I value my identity in Christ, so I can say even if you said something negative about me, I'm willing to listen to it. Versus. I evaluate my identity in myself more, so I am going to defend myself rather than objectively look at what could be wrong. That, I mean... Okay. That... Yeah, we're good. So in what case is it okay to take pride or to assert your identity? When it's in Christ. <laughs> Love that sound. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Depends on the context. If you view, uh, I'm come gonna, on, I don't want okay. another jingle in it's there. O- I don't want I another won't jingle. jingle. I won't. <laughs> I don't jingle. want another jingle. I promise. I will. I, Aaron Frick, promise that I will not that, insert that, a jingle. Well, Joe's the one's going to insert it. So, oh, okay. <laughs> he knew how to interpret my silence. Like I'm not promising anything. <laughs> Define assert. I mean, if if it where is assert? I'm trying to think of what jingle <laughs> it would be. You assert uh, like a grease cert, like the thing that you put in your U joint, and then you can clamp on the grease gun to it. It's no. called a grease cert or assert. No, you said you can assert your identity in Christ. Define assert. What does it mean to assert that? Oh, because um, because the question I asked was when is it okay to be to take pride in or assert your identity? Right. 
So if that identity in Christ is something when someone says, well, God's not real, you go, no, I know who I am. I'm going, let me tell you what... That's that. See? That's why I'm asking you to define. But because that's, that's you taking that. my keyboard tone right there. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if asserting your identity in Christ is when someone asks, like, no, I am a child but it, of... But is that, idol- is that incorrect idolatry? No, I don't think so. Okay. That's but what if, we're asking. However, yeah, I, but if you it, are coming it, at it like, no, let me tell you who I am because you have to accept it. You're doing the same thing that you want. You're becoming... Uh, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying the danger in asserting your Christian identity is when it's a self-righteous assertion of your Christian identity. See, but then you're not asserting like, your Christian identity. You're but it sounds like it. But it sounds like it. it. So the like danger it. is asserting your Christian identity, saying, I'm a child of God, so because of that, because of my belief in Christ, I cannot stand for this. Or you and just saying, don't say anything and don't support or, it. Or not saying it. Yeah. Versus saying... Oh, you are so wrong, and you're going to hell. Let me give you the Bible <laughs> verses that say you are going to hell. That would be an incorrect assertion, in my opinion. I knew what you meant. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew what like I meant. Define, define <laughs> that for me. Define. Because I just don't. Yeah. Oh, that's why he, he said you weren't going to do the it. That's the jingle he didn't that's want. That's the jingle I, I didn't want. I see. I thought you like you were waiting for a song because no. I've been breaking into He's going song. to try to avoid that word like it's that stupid rat we referenced last Could week. Could you explain that <laughs> a little more? Could you please then? give us a little more? Could you? Unpack that word please for us. help me understand. <laughs> I think you're stupid. We're still going to call you? it, though. <laughs> we're still going to call it, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for it. <laughs> so, either you guys got any other ones? Well, um, I was going to say self. Um... You know what I what I want. Um, you know, I think I don't, I don't know. DJ and I were talking about this. Um, that we I, should have DJ on sometime. Does he listen? Um, I don't know. All right. Anyway, so I think that you know one of the things that just kind of was we were both talking about and we both went to, but it in itself is not an idol. It is something that gets sacrificed to an idol. And there are lots of different things that get, that with lots of different idols to which it is sacrificed. Um, and we were talking but really, about, we're only supposed to sacrifice ourselves to Jesus. Well, really, we were talking about abortion and um, the idolatry tied up in abortion, but the abortion itself is not the idol. The abortion is what gets sacrificed to the idol. Hmm. Um, huh? the, the child. The child is what the gets child, sacrificed to the idol. The child losing mm. its life in the abortion is getting sacrificed to the idol okay, of so career or the idol convenience of convenience or, or, or comfort. or So it, it's not really the idol. It is speak. That is a very dangerous generalization, which I think you are correct in most situations. Except for what, like 4%? I'm, uh, I didn't say I was right. I'm just oh, saying okay. <laughs> like, it was just like this generalized, well, everybody who has an abortion obviously has nothing, no good reason or nothing to do or no life struggles or nothing, anything. They're just doing it so they can be without a child, which well, is true for a lot of them. It's, it sounds heartless when you say it the way you just said it. But that's what I but hear when you say it. But that's not how I said it. But that's what I hear. Well, that's why I go, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to vocalize if, this. If, if, you, if you have had an abortion or participated in abortion and you are listening, first of all, we want you to know God loves you, period. I don't know Second of all, not, not every single abortion is equal. And not every single abortion can be treated equally. There are a few situations in which it is not the murder of a child. That, now that's more controversial than I was going to get. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am not okay with murder. Um, so my point is that the child gets sacrificed um, to the idol of convenience or comfort or career or career. What other, what's another C word? Or Satan. Satan starts with an S. I don't care. Like, legitimately, children sacrificed to Satan before birth. Um, 
so I think that, um, I don't know. I guess it's just a side note, but I don't know. I just felt kind of convicted to share, but. It's good. Yeah. So if we're going to, I mean, we have to do the same questions Except, for all of these. In well, what, for. In what, what case? Because you alluded to it. You alluded Satan, to it. In what case is abortion career? not idolatry? No. I'm sorry. You, you said abortion is not the idolatry. The ado- abortion it is, is the not sacrifice. the idol. It is the sacrifice to the idol. So, yeah. So career or convenience or, you know, hmm. removal of angst. Anyway. We're doing a lot of flyovers. Self. We are. I know. We're, Self. These are a lot of flyovers. I, Self. I pinned us into a really big general yeah, topic. Did. But self. That could easily branch off into a dozen more topics. I want to die right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else, Jared? Um, Any other idols? I was going to say self. Period. Like me, what I want. Okay. That was my... Got any other idols? Um... In the money, 30 seconds, you country, say? a dream. Money, those are all items. Money, country, a, and a dream? A dream, yes. How can we wrap those all up into one? <laughs> the American dream. There you go. <laughs> the American dream. Merca. So how, is the, how can the American dream be an idol? If you sacrifice... Everything. Yeah, it's kind of idolish. Define the American dream. Yeah, good luck. Okay. Let me know how that works. Yeah. I think the generally accepted term back in the day is not the generally accepted term now, and now nobody knows what it means. I would say the American dream is the reason everybody's trying to get here. What is that? A chance. A better chance than they have somewhere else. Roll them bones. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah, (laughs) sounds good to me. Yeah, we don't need to go any deeper on that one. So last one I had here... um, G.K. Chesterton, and I heard. Oh, he's deep. GK. I hate reading. I hate reading it, but I love reading it. It's one of those where you like you read a page, and then you have to read it again, and then you have to read it again, and then you have to read it again, and then you're like, I think I understand what he's talking about, and you read it again, and you go, Nope, I had no idea what he was talking about. And I, I listened to so many different books and podcasts throughout the week. I could be getting the wrong person, but I'm attributing this to G.K. Chesterton. He's so. dead. It should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He He's won't been get dead mad. for a long time. He he alludes in one of his essays to the fact that different people making different choices will experience different outcomes. Yes. Different choice different people making different choices will experience different outcomes. Duh. Well, it sounds like a duh kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So take ten people you know of differing personalities. Imagine a world where there is no social injustice whatsoever. And they're each given a million dollars. Because of their differing personalities, within a few years, there are going to be huge disparities between the outcomes that each of those 10 people experienced, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people might be multimillionaires. Some people might be piss poor on the side of the road living in a cardboard box because the choices they make get Man, them to where they're going. <laughs> what? You said living in and I went, Living in a van down by the river. river. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get Why out did there. Chris Farley have to die? Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> That's why. Stupid idiot. So that leads me to a modern something I consider an idol, when it goes the wrong way. So I, I'm throwing out a real, real big disclaimer here. Am I going to have to that, make another noise? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm about to say is thoroughly, and I would say ideally and primarily based in biblical truths of who God is and what he encourages us to do and how he, encourage us, how he encourages us to behave in the world, both through his Old Testament law and through the example of his son, Jesus, who lived, died, and rose again for us, is the issue of justice. So there is a biblical justice where we pursue what is right, we pursue what is good, we pursue what is true. And it, like I'm, I'm flipping the script on this and saying the, thing, the ways this is good beforehand, when we pursue biblical justice, then 
it is an absolutely good non-idolatrous thing. But the modern term of social justice, uh, I believe, has been that's thoroughly... A that's, that's, a, that's a different noise. <laughs> I believe that term has been thoroughly commandeered for purposes other than biblical justice and has managed to lead not only the secular world but much of the Christian world down a very misguided path. I think that the pursuit of biblical justice... See, there's there's a lot of these things that are... Mm. There's, I knew it. I, mm. Is it biblical or? justice, social just, justice? Just, just hang on. Okay. Hang on. I think that even within Christianity, if we go back to what, what is our definition of idol? Anything we can put in the place of God. Anything we can put in the place or we, of God. We, we do. Yeah. Not we can. We, anything that anything we can. We, everything, everything is an idol. Yes. <laughs> everything is potentially an idol. Yeah, anything you put in the place of God. So I, I go back to identity in Christ, and I think... Identity in Christ can still be an idol. I look at biblical justice. Biblical justice can be an idol. Even godly things can be an idol be- because they're not God. Hmm. We can get so... Okay, Jared, let's say that biblical justice is social justice. Okay, let's say it. Well... It still can take the place of God. If all our energy and emotion and, and time and, and, and possessions are given, you can put them on an altar of social justice instead of an altar to God. Yes. So. Okay. Jared had some cringy moments there. Is biblical justice social justice? What is okay? You're gonna have to. You, we're gonna have to do definitions with Jared. <laughs> no, no, I didn't ask. I didn't jingle. No, I didn't jingle. You don't get to jingle. I'm not jingling. Ask. I, I did not ask. jingle. I didn't ask. Uh, you. I don't you, get. You get did. Jingle. You said, "Isn't biblical justice social justice?" Uh, and we are so gonna nail you on those questions. <laughs> I just don't want the jingle. In an all reality, all right, I'm not you're nailing us on those questions. You're bringing us back to important questions that need to be addressed. Yes. Yes. Because when we say social justice, you get a picture in your mind of the thing that is wrong, right? Like when, you, when you're saying, because I understand what you're saying, that this, this idea of social justice can be an idol, correct? Yeah. And this biblical, we are called by God to seek justice. Do you want me to clarify my, in my mind what I'm picturing difference the, between biblical and social I justice? I don't need you to. What I'm saying is okay. I the danger that I have, and that's the same reason I usually start to cringe, and it's the same reason I cringe when you were doing like, we have this idea that we are speaking about, and that is not, when we say these trigger words, mm-hmm. that is not what other people are seeing. This is why the we new, need definitions with Jared. No, that's what's called the Newman effect. Have you ever heard of that? No. So I just heard about that this week. I'm, I'm reading a book. A lot of this is triggered around the book that I'm reading um, called uh, Confronting Injustice Without Compromising Truth. And mm. It's a guy who, does, I mean, the book is beautifully written from lots of people from different backgrounds. Um, but anyway, um, he, what was your question? <laughs> Gave it just enough of a setup. I forgot where I was going. We were talking about the Newman effect. You said the, the Newman, Newman effect, effect. Yes. So there was a reporter who essentially demonized the person they were reviewing, and I believe it was a Canadian news reporter. Mm-hmm. So, so the person would say one thing, and she would say, "Oh, so you're saying you're okay with slavery?" Right. And then, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. Oh, oh, you're, so you're saying you are okay with people being oppressed by... And, and so it, it's been... Right. It's become to be known as the Newman effect okay. is immediately taking what somebody else said and vilifying it or demonizing it to the worst possible extent in your own mind. I am so attempting what you're saying, to eliminate that. Yes. And that is valuable yes. to do. 
That is why we come back to definitions. That's why so, I think it so is a if, good thing to have <laughs> definitions with Jerry. So if anybody if we, listens to Joe saying, well, biblical justice isn't the same as social justice, and then thinks Joe is saying social justice is from the devil. Like, <laughs> right. No, That's not what you're saying. You're right. missing it. <laughs> right. That is what I'm trying. Most of my conversations in life in general is that. Like, okay. Trying let's, to eliminate the Newman let's, effect. Let's what are we talking about? And that's yeah. why it's definitions with Jared. <laughs> so that's that's what I Good. usually when I make a noise when you guys say something. Oh, we need to clarify what you mean. Because I can see where that is not. So if you what if you, you think s- you know what I was saying, the difference between the two, could you clarify it for us? No. I don't know the issues well enough. I understand how when there are certain lines of rhetoric that are used in these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you guys use them. I'm saying whenever a certain... <laughs> we use them. <laughs> well, when certain words are thrown around, the conversation is checked out of. Yes. Correct? And so, I, I don't know. I, I, there's... When you say the terms social... When you separate social justice from justice... There seems mean? to be a problem. What do you mean? Because then it creates an us versus them dichotomy there that I don't think you mean. What's the dichotomy you think it creates? If Because I can't defend my position unless I know right. how it's being misinterpreted. Attacked. We would have to figure out what your actual definition of social justice and regular justice were. Because... No, that's not fair. No, it no. is. I think no, it's fair. If you say, if you use a term and it can be misunderstood, okay. and we know it can be misunderstood, if, then you have so to define the, general the term. Is, is, and I am not an overly liberal person, and I do not understand the whole social justice aspect. So I'm somewhat speaking outside of my wheelhouse here. But if someone sees social justice as integral in justice itself, and then you pull them apart, you are creating an us versus they. Correct. Am I creating it or am I pointing out a potential fallacy in the way they're thinking? Yes. But not everything that they're thinking is a fallacy. Not everything. I agree. So let's just talk about slavery. Like one of the most simple ones that I think most of us are going to agree on. most complicated one ever. No, it's slavery not. is bad. Slavery is bad. Okay, we all agree. We're good. Yeah. Yep. Then why everybody is that on all sides says slavery yes. is bad? Yeah. Right? Very bad. I yes. don't know Whether anybody that says no, no, no. Whether I, that's it's not where I thought it was. No. Oh, okay. okay. Whether it's work-based bad. slavery, whether it's sex slavery, any type of slavery, bad. There's a task force However, in Lago County. Did you know that? Yeah. However, it's bad here. Uh huh. Yep. Continue. So the difference when I say the difference between biblical justice and social justice. A social justician, I would define, so this is important to define, I would define as somebody who looks at it from a social context of the world around them and says slavery is bad because it hurts people, because, and and many of the truths they cling to are true. Yes. It destroys families, it, it, fill in the blank on any of them. And I'm going to agree with them on almost all of that. Where I'm going to diverge is the best solution. I'm going to agree that, yes, we should try and stop slavery. We should try and stop the trafficking of children and women. Um, and men. And men. even Less common, but still happens. Um, but what I'm going to say is the ultimate goal in it and the ultimate answer to it is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because biblical justice says only Jesus is going to fix this stuff in the end. And we can't... What we end up doing is we trade one slaver for another. Yes. Social justice has, in my opinion, in my, you know, not, not opinion, we talked about that last time, in my conviction, it has the answer that Same humanity thing. can fix things. And biblical justice says only God can fix things, and we should try our damn best in the time being until he comes back and sets all things right. So... Yes. So that, that's, that's how I would define, if anybody's wondering, the difference between social justice and biblical justice. In Joe, I'm going in to Joe's align mind, on a lot of things with social justice. The difference ends up in... Ultimate e- answer. 
ultimate outcome or ultimate. Yes, ultimate solution. <coughs> yeah. The difference between social justice and biblical justice is the solution. So does that help clarify? It does. Okay. But what we just did was get to the root of the disagreement. Like you're getting to the things when you break it down that far, you're getting to the things you actually disagree about. Because as you said, no one disagrees that slavery is bad. No one disagrees that trafficking of any kind is, it's, it's all bad. But right? when you say biblical justice and social justice, no, no, people no. think that you mean slavery isn't bad. No, that's not what I'm saying. That would be the Newman effect of it, though. Right. Yes. But it boils down to you disagree with the way to fix it or how to fix it or what is the root. Whereas I could say you are correct. It is all bad and it's not ever going to be fixed this side of heaven. But I am damn sure going to try. Right? Yeah. Right. And we both agree about that. Yep. And now that we have said that, we like we so disagree we about how to get there. It's okay to join teams with these people and say, all right, let's set up sting operations. Let's, let's do set this. up let's... help for people who have been liberated from this life. So we disagree so much about like tactics that we don't actually understand that we don't disagree about like the value the value of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It I like to be I don't like to be. I feel a drive to be the voice of let's everybody actually disagree about stuff we disagree about. So the whole idea behind this, obviously idolatry. We've touched on the last question I want to ask a lot along the way as we've gone through it um, is how do we fight against idolatry without sounding, sounding like we don't care about idolaters? Like, how, how, do we, how do we tell somebody, hey, buddy, I think what you're doing is wrong, or hey, you might have put that in God's place in your life. How, how, do, we, how do we take the truth that we know hold the line on that truth and still come across to the world around us as somebody who actually cares about them. Because your cringe factor on so many of these questions is a very valid cringe factor because it's really easy for people like me especially who tend to come across as really abrasive and really upfront and really forward and like truth is truth, truth is all that matters. Um, but so much is gray. And so much is great, but there are certain truths that are true. Yeah. Um, how do we bridge that gap between being somebody who is firm in our convictions and at the same time somebody who isn't... What's your relationship with the person you're about to call out? like a jerk. That's a really good question, Jared. That's, that's, that's where I go in that type of situation. What is your relationship with the person you're about to call out? Are you a person who they hold as a spiritual authority? If not, then keep your mouth shut, unless it endangers you physically. Or someone else. Or someone else, correct. Who's indefensible. Yes, correct. No, who's... But even that, like, you have to break that down further. You guys just did a bounce back and forth between each other thing there. Could one of you guys put that all together in one <laughs> coherent statement? <laughs> it's for the listeners. It's not for me with all my... If Jack you are not a person who is engaged in a mutual relationship of give and take with the person you're about to call out, keep your damn mouth shut. Unless. Unless they're about to hurt you or someone who is indefensible. Or unless you are in a position of perceived spiritual authority. That would be, you're still in a relationship that's It's a in a relation. Take. Okay, yes. all right, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah, but yes. That, really, that's my Is it criteria. really that simple? That, how well do we do that? I don't do it well. I always want to inject my opinion. Ooh, I know what's <laughs> going to fix this guy. Let me, let me tell you what's going to fix you. You know, I have a harder time calling out. No, I don't. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I will tell you what I think. I think it, that, I'm not saying it's that easy, but if everybody 
would keep their mouth shut if they weren't actually in the relationship with the person they're about to call out, I think a lot more Jesus would get spread around. Hmm. So what do you do with... I, I, I agree with the heart of what you're saying. Please. But what do you do with Peter and Paul? In what? Who have virtually no relationship with so many of the people they call out. I Did mean, they not? Peter on the day of Pentecost, like, he had a certain amount of commonality with the people on the day of Pentecost. When they came out of that room after receiving the Holy Spirit, he comes out and he preaches a big sermon where he says, hey, y'all killed Jesus. Mm-hmm. You suck. You need to repent. Yeah. They were in danger of harming themselves. By that same logic, aren't we all? I so does by that logic, do we all have the ground to say that to anybody? And I, 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 I wanna, what, what are we saying? I understand your heart, but I want to ask: In what context is it okay See, to step a little past? You that? would lean more toward a Peter. Yes, I, I would. would lean more yeah. toward a. Whoever wasn't talking. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy that didn't talk. The guy that didn't talk. I'm, and there's a balance because so yes, does it also have to do with something with with the way God has individually gifted us too? Some, but you always need to balance with what you're not gifted. Yes. If you are Aaron's gifted, rolling his eyebrows. If you are very gifted strangely. to speak, then you need to temper yourself to not speak. If, if you, you are gifted, are gifted to, to not, not speak, speak, you need to temper yourself and speak sometimes. Shit, I gotta shut up a lot more <laughs> often. <laughs> yeah, I gave up on that years ago. God's working on something else in my life right now. Right? <laughs> if, well, here, we can put this in, in the context of idols, right? In the Peter conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Was he putting his opinion and what he thought above what those people needed? He was putting their needs above his opinions because, I mean, just 40 days prior, he had denied Jesus like a coward. Mm-hmm. His opinion was, they're going to kill me. So in that situation, it's not idolatrous. But if I was to walk into a crowd saying, I have the answer, let me tell you what the answer is, is that idolatry? That's an idolatry of your own opinion. Hmm. Unless that is spirit and unless that's Holy Spirit and spirit. Correct. There's that balance that has to go on. And then this is where pride and idolatry get so tricky because we talked about these words and we can talk about all these big ideas, which they're all valid and they're all true, but it still has to boil down to the individual's heart. And we, that, that whole tear in the weeds, oh, right? Oh, the heart. The, 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 the wheat and the tares, right? Mm-hmm. You when, must have read that recently. No, you this, referenced that it's on the one last of my, episode It's one of too. my like, life... Okay. Parables. All right. Okay. So if you got if anybody hearing this is not familiar with this parable, Jesus gives a parable about a farmer who plants wheat, plants a, plants a crop. Then someone comes in the night and plants a plant that will look exactly like the plants that the farmer planted, but they're weeds. Until the harvest and they will lean. That's the only time you can tell the difference. So when they realize that there's these bad things mixed in with the good things and they're all growing together, the servants ask, do you want us to go tear out the bad stuff? And the farmer says, don't tear out the bad stuff because you'll tear out a lot of the good stuff when you tear out the bad stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So in our individual hearts, how much of the roots of the wheat and the tares are in our own hearts and have grown together that when you start ripping them apart... Like these root systems are so intertwined in this pride, this self, this idolatry. And it's so sneaky because it can get turned on a dime to where you say, well, no, they have the problem. Let me tell them what this, like that relationship of pride and self. I mean, if you want a direct answer, I'm pretty sure in my heart, it's pretty much all tears. (laughs) I don't think it is. If I was going to speak into your life as a person who's in a relationship with you, I would say it's not. But we have a hard time. God understands that if he just ripped out all the tears, we would all die. These things are so mixed together in our, in our identities that we can't rip them apart. We don't have the ability to pull apart the good and the bad. So we should just 
not worry about idols then. No, what we should do is take our routine, <laughs> see, and you work in time in your routine <laughs> to read the Bible and talk to Jesus and listen to the Holy Spirit, right? And then, not us, but the Holy Spirit starts to pull these things apart and like untwine the weeds. That hurts. Yeah, it's not comfortable. No, it's not. That's how I know I'm doing ministry, because I'm <laughs> suffering. <laughs> or is that uh, suffering part just one of the tears? But it could be a tear. I don't tear. have to mark this one explicit, so I'll <laughs> keep myself quiet. I've already cussed a couple times. We're good. Uh, but, I mean, in your own, like, and then it's even more complicated because with each situation that you come to in life, Joe, that... Did you, he just called me out directly on that one. Yes. I, well, Do you think talking, you have a relationship with me here? <laughs> you just said, I have to be suffering to feel like I'm... So every time you walk up to that decision, it's a different... It's a different decision. That might be a tear. It might be wheat. Hmm. So that, like, it's so complicated. That's why Christianity is so easy, but it's so hard. Uh, you are right. So on that note... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm preaching now. I'm going to stop. I'm not a pastor. But you were supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't know, what you didn't know is you're going to become a pastor to like so the 30 listeners just for a minute that we there, have. Just for a minute there, you stepped out of your misery. I did. You did. You, did. you stepped out of your misery. I tempered my, my like that little voice in the back of my mind that's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Get him to shut up. And you yeah. talked. Rock on, man. Rock on. High five. Uh, no. So that's, that's another episode of Undignified Christianity. <laughs> did we, we buried that one, didn't we? we yeah, buried, we did. We did bury the now. high five one. I brought that one up in youth group this week. The kids got a kick out yeah. of it. <laughs> they nada. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Well, is that another... Uh, that That's the episode, I think. It's the episode. All right. Finish it out. Peace. Or don't. Yeah. Push the button, Eugene. <laughs> Eugene. Eugene. Ah, I was a good little boy. When I he don't went to know church. what just happened right there. Just push the little red button, Eugene. Just push the little red button. Adventures in Odyssey? <laughs>